Welcome to the 321 Biz Development Podcast and the White Collar Sales Pro Show on Blog Talk Radio. My name is Clarence Rick Napier, CEO 321 Biz Dev LLC, located in Sacramento County, California. Today is Sunday, March 15th, 2020. Our team of 321 Biz Dev trainers, website and mobile app developers, digital marketing specialists, and short-term loan funding experts can help business owners of any size meet or exceed their business goals. Our business is people. Our product is sales performance. We tell business owners exactly what they need to know and why they need to know it without any gimmicks or fluff. We know what the sales performance struggle is like because we were once there too. 321 is the company to call if you or your sales team want to master the following four main sales functions, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. 321 BizDev services are available worldwide where the English language is spoken. We can be reached toll-free in the United States and Canada at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515. Six seven six zero. We have over 87 hours of business development content and interviews with business owners from around the world. Today's podcast episode is titled A Contrarian's Perspective on the Subject of Marketing. Like I said, it's Sunday afternoon. It's raining here in Sacramento County, and uh, it's just a, a really kickback day, two days before my birthday. Uh, yes, I am a St. Patty's birthday boy and uh, born in the state of Florida and have been celebrating St. Patrick's Day for a very long time. But today's show, I want to talk about the contrarian's perspective on the subject of marketing. And I really want to talk about just the subject of marketing and how it applies to small business owners. Now, I mentioned the word contrarian. So let me define what a contrarian is. A contrarian is someone who just takes an opposite position of popular opinion. So the word opinion means that, you know, people stress or they communicate their point of view on certain things. And because it is an opinion, typically not supported by by hard data and facts, uh, a person like me will not go with the program. I will I will not go with the flow because I'm a person that deals with statistics, uh, facts, and things that bring me as close as I can get to. So that's why I call myself a contrarian. I am not a negative person. So I try to get people not to confuse the word contrarian with negative. Uh, negative people are the type of people where you say, hey, it's, 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 uh, it's real sunny today. And the negative person will say, but I see clouds. <laughs> You know, so the contrarian person is not neither a positive or negative person. It just means the the contrarian wants uh, facts, figures, statistics, and enough information to say this must be true. Now, how it applies to marketing is, is kind of interesting because, you know, there's a lot of small business owners out there that we that we connect with and that we have helped in the last six years and that we currently talk to on a daily basis. And the word marketing 
is such a slick word. I mean, it's a it's a slick word. If you went to college and you studied marketing, you remember all the things they talked about with marketing in in terms of branding, in terms of product placement, in terms of having the right people in the ads and the right message, and having that message uh, communicated to hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions. So my perspective or the contrarian's perspective on the word marketing has a lot to do with whether the marketing is for a big business like Apple or Disney or you know Caribbean cruise lines versus marketing for the industries that we support. So the so so the contrarian perspective that I'm talking about has more to do with marketing for big businesses like Apple, like uh, like uh, HP, like Disney, like Caribbean Cruise Lines versus marketing for small business owners, particularly the small business owners at 321 Supports, like attorneys, CPAs, dentists, plastic surgeons, insurance brokers, and real estate brokers. Now for big businesses, the word marketing is totally appropriate. And the reason why the word is appropriate is because let's take a company like Apple that probably has, I mean, they've, they've sold these iPhones and iPads, and I would say probably over a billion people have purchased the, the iPad and the iPhone. I would say every time an iPhone is released, probably, I don't have the hard numbers, but I'm going to say at least 100 million, and it's probably higher than that. And the reason why I know about Apple, because my son works at Apple and he's been working there for the last uh, three years after graduating from college from Boise State University in Idaho. And I've been to an an Apple store when they've launched the new iPhone. Even in a small metro community like Boise, Idaho, there was a line all outside the the mall uh, stretched around the corner just to get the latest iPhone 11. So that tells me if you're in a city like Chicago or Philadelphia or New York or Los Angeles that has multiple iPhone uh, Apple stores. And if you look at the international uh, presence of the iPhone, you you will probably agree with me that iPhone and the and the and the and the Apple brand is an amazing brand. And it's a and it requires that Apple have a global marketing program and I, and I was also in Europe uh, six months ago in Barcelona Spain and uh, several stops in France and several stops in Italy and I will tell you that I would say at least half of the people had an iPhone so if you look at the Apple product and what their branding and marketing requirements are you can say that branding or marketing works for Apple. In fact, it's essential. In fact, they have no choice but to market. And what do I mean by marketing? I'm talking about, like I mentioned, the communication of your product, the advertising of your product, the product placement of the product, what people you put to um, represent the product. If you're trying to get a certain uh, theme or certain, uh, if you're trying to project a certain image with, with this with the iPhone 
there there are you know they, there are some there are some steps to do that so my show today is not going to talk about marketing per se it's talking about the contrarian's perspective of marketing so let's shift to the small business owner now the small business owner is kind of in a trap because the small business owners like i said the attorneys the cpas the dentists plastic surgeons the insurance brokers the real real estate brokers they're sort of in a trap because what they see by the big companies they believe they can duplicate and get the same response or the same uh you know ROI or the same sales revenues from marketing that companies like uh, like like uh, like Xfinity or uh, Disney or Caribbean Cruise Lines you know or the NBA you know the NBA the National Basketball Association but the small business owners they have a a, a very complex situation a complex situation that is not solved by the same marketing logic as the big companies. See, now what the small business owner is running into, the problems that is, they have this 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 problem or challenge with they want to do the same thing as Apple. They want to have the same marketing uh, strategy as Disney. But there's one major challenge. There's some other smaller challenges, but there's one major challenge. And that major challenge is there are more than one uh apple in their industry in other words for the cpa who wants to have the same type of branding the same type of reach uh, outreach program as a big company the problem is is that there are 3000 other cpas in the same city and if you go to a city like new york city there's over 8000 cpas and some of those cpas are attorneys and some of those cpas are financial advisors so that one cpa in brooklyn that says aha i love the marketing approach that disney has every time i go to facebook every time i go to instagram every time i turn on the tv i see the disney brand so that cpa in brooklyn says i want to do the same thing So the CPA looks up some marketing some marketing companies and they find one. And let me tell you something, the marketing company will always accept somebody's business. So they'll call a marketing company and they'll say how much will it cost and what can you do for me to put my company out there in the public on on social media? What can you do for my website? uh maybe it's radio and tv ads you know what can you do to put my website at the top of the search engines and the marketing company will calculate all that and by the way when they calculate all that they're going to put their profit margin on it which is no problem and they're going to say Mr. CPA or Miss CPA your marketing uh uh expense will be x amount of dollars for a year or x amount of dollars per 3 months and trust me it's not going to be $100 it's not going to be $1000 it's probably going to be about 5 to $10,000 per frequency maybe every 3 months 5 to $10,000 and they're going to definitely take your money now what that challenge is like i mentioned 
with the other 3,000 CPAs that are in New York City, maybe just in Brooklyn, that marketing company is getting calls from other CPAs. So CPA number 103 is going to call that marketing company and say, marketing company, I want the branding, I want the outreach, I want to be on Facebook, I want to be on Instagram, I want to be on radio and TV, I want to be in the local newspapers. How can you make that happen and what is it going to cost? So the marketing company said, will say, that'll be $10,000. Okay, so if every CPA firm in Brooklyn, or let's, let's say if only 25% of the CPA firms in Brooklyn, let's say that's 750 CPAs, are doing the same thing, trying to reach the same people with the same type of marketing approach. What that means is that when customers see all of these different CPA firms advertising, they're not going to be able to make a selection. And I'll tell, I'll even go further in a, in a few minutes. So after all the marketing is done and one month has passed and two months have passed and three months have passed that CPA firm may have only gotten a couple of clients and the CPA the CPA firm's revenue will probably not be even close to the money they spent and what's even more um, horrible is that some CPAs won't get any clients from their $5,000 or $10,000 uh, marketing expenditure. Like I mentioned, some of the reasons why the CPAs did not get any clients is because services that are high-end, big ticket, like CPA practices, uh, services, attorney services, dental services, um, plastic surgery services, insurance, and real estate, those are big ticket, high-priced items. And how selling works or how people make decisions, according to uh, psychologists who study consumer be behavior, the psychologists say that big ticket, high priced items need more of a face to face uh, approach and not just a face to face approach when that prospect comes to the appointment or that contact comes to the appointment, the face to face approach or the the B2B phone call needs to be a B2B phone call or a face-to-face -face first interaction. And that's where uh, small business owners who want to market, that's where their efforts um, fall short because many white-collar small business owners do not want to market like that. They don't want to represent their companies and public like, like that, at least on a, on a big scale. So what I mean, what do I mean by a big scale marketing? I mean, if you look at the, the, the four uh, sales phases I mentioned at the beginning, contacting, prospecting, appointment setting, and closing. If you want to find another way of saying marketing, another way of saying marketing is contacting and prospecting, okay? Those are face-to-face -face or B2B phone call type ways of representing your business. In fact, those two methods, contacting and prospecting, and they're pretty much one, one uh, effort, one activity, contacting and prospecting. Of course, you can contact 
without prospecting. But when you do contact, often you end up prospecting at the same time. And uh, that's what a 321BizDev LLCs offers in our sales system training. But when you look at what contacting is, contacting is the most efficient, the least expensive, and the most responsive way of getting a, a person introduced to your company and hopefully moving them through the sales cycle to the appointment and the close. But many small business owners do not want to do that. And some white collar small business owners don't have the time. But, they, but most do have some time to put their, their efforts toward contacting and prospecting. So the ones that don't choose the traditional marketing or the digital marketing or the social media marketing approach, which typically does not work, at least in a predictable manner. So what do, what do I mean by predictable manner? Let's say the dentist needs 10 new patients for the month of April. Okay, that's, that's 10 patients. And out of those 10 patients, maybe only three need intermediate to complex work. The other seven just need the, either some uh, teeth cleaning or maybe whitening. And most dentists will put out some, you know, some... Um, some things to attract patients, like they'll say, uh, cleanings for only $49 or whitenings for, for $69. And the patients will see that and they'll say, oh, okay, or not patients, but potential patients will see that and they'll say, oh, I wanna go in and get my teeth cleaned. And they'll sit in a dentist's chair and the dentist will clean the teeth or whiten the teeth. And the dentist will say, oh, by the way, you know, here, here are some x-rays. And we did some x-rays and we discovered that you have a cavity or that you possibly have a, a more intermediate or complex dental need. And most of the time, patients already kind of know that, but you know, they go in and sometimes the patients go in or the contacts go in knowing that they're looking for a new dentist. And so the dentist does what he or she has to do. But when you look at the total effort that the dentist put, put out, seven patients that only ended a, ended with uh, with cleaning and some whitening and two to three patients that had root canals okay so you got to add that up the time that it took for the dentist to do those cleanings and whitenings and to have the, the x-rays done and to have perhaps a dental hygienist in there which is not cheap dental hygienists are not cheap i've heard as much as fifty dollars per hour uh, $60 for, per hour in San Francisco and probably a little bit less in other cities, but I would say at least 30 to $40 per hour for the dental hygienist. So when you add up those expenses of providing cleanings and whitenings without the intermediate treatment and maybe one or two complex treatments and then add what, what was that marketing? What, what was the marketing expense? To, to get to get those patients. So you got to add that up and see if it works out. Um, I know plenty of dentists who, knew, who need patients uh, badly and have spent tons of money trying to get new patients uh, using the marketing approach, using uh, some outreach, using website design, using traditional radio and TV and newspaper uh, advertising, uh, social media advertising. 
and they have not gained a lot of customers. So the contrarian's perspective on marketing is such that small business owners have a very slim chance of growing their business using marketing, using the same marketing approach as the Apples or the Disney's or the Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. What white collar small business business owners should do, and I, and I know this is work, this is hard work, but it's not, it's not undoable. It is not um, impossible to do, but I understand where uh, white collar small business owners are. It's not that it's impossible. It's not that it's hard. It requires this one thing called effort. And the effort for white collar small business owners to grow their business, that effort re requires some participation by the small business owner or participation in the as from from one of the staff members and that participation is using a sales system where it the, where the sales system is visible it's logical and repeatable so let me define what those three sales system components let me exp explain what those components are the first one is visible a visible component of a sales system says if I do this and I connect with the page, a, a potential prospect, I'm going to have that physical interaction with that, with that contact. It won't be via digital methods. It won't be via Instagram. It won't be via Facebook because there's, there's, there's just no way to tie in and to get that, that feeling of what that contact is looking for when it's digital or when it's via the website. Very few times do those methods work, okay? So the contacting part is really a physical interaction with a potential client. For an attorney, that physical interaction is meeting that person for the first time. And it may not even be in your office. So, so again, I'm not talking about the appointment phase where the person is sitting in front of you and the white collar small business owner is about to talk about what that prospect needs. Contacting is like the is like the wild wild west. You're out there at the store. You're out there at the bank. You're at the coffee shop. You're at the supermarket. You're at the daycare center. If you have kids, and that contacting part is basically introducing yourself and getting to know that person for the very first time. See, and that's what white collar small business owners are reluctant in doing. And I did a podcast uh, and, and radio show about that. And I really mentioned the attorneys about what their dilemma is when it comes to meeting new people. And the short story, the short story of that uh, radio show I did a couple of days ago about attorneys mainly has to do with having the credentials. See, when a person has a, a lot of credentials, they feel like they're shielded from having to contact people. That's about the simplest way I can I can put it. I, I don't like to be politically correct, so I'm just going to say it just like that. Because so much education went into um, getting that degree and getting that certification, a lot of white-collar small business owners are saying, nah, I'm not doing that because 
my credentials speak for themselves. And again, I don't like to be politically correct because being politically correct when it comes to growing your business will cause a thousand times more damage to your business. I could I could sit here on the phone. I could sit here on the show and tell people that your degree, your credential, your law degree, your your dental degree, your medical certification as a plastic surgeon. That's all you need, a white collar small business owners. You don't need to pick up the phone. You don't need to meet people in public. You don't need to be nice and friendly to people because your degree, your certification, your MBA, your you know, a, a, a certification from a big school. That's all you would need. But I, I would be lying to you and see, and that's what makes selling tough. And that's really what makes it tough for my business because number one, if I don't tell people the truth about their small business, then they don't make any money and neither do I. And I want to make some money. And I always tell white collar small business owners before I make any money from sales, they have to make money. Now we do have a training program in which it's a paid training program where white collar small business owners pay us to introduce them to a sales system and then possibly some coaching and some business development services. But after that, white collar small business owners must make money before 321BizDev LLC makes money. Okay, so I just talked about the visible part. Let's talk about the logical part. The logical part about a sales system is, is, is very... I'm going to say it's simple, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try my best to explain it in this short period of time. Now, in the sales system training, it's very easy to explain because I have more time to do it. But the, the, the visible or the logical part is this. Okay, if you like the logical part works like this. If you do this, this will happen. So if you contact and prospect, you're going to get some type of reaction. So if you say hello to a stranger, nine times out of 10, that stranger is going to say hello back. It's highly unlikely that if you talk to 30 people in a day, especially white collar small business owners with your big credentials, your CPA certification, your law degree, your dental school certification, your plastic surgeon certification, it's highly unlikely for you to talk to 30 people in a day and not get a response back. See, and that's what a sales system is all about. A sales system by definition or just using the word system means something that has some intelligent steps involved. If something is not a system, then it typically doesn't work. Like if I tried to change your tire on your car, without jacking the tire up, I couldn't get the tire off. So a system to take your tire off also, I mean, so a system to take your tire off includes using a jack to raise the, the car off the ground enough so that when the, when the, the nuts are taken off the, uh, the lugs, when the lugs are taken off the, uh, the tire, the tire will come off. Same thing with, with baking a cake. If I took a box of cake mix 
and I threw it in the bowl without opening the box. And I threw some eggs in there and some baking powder and put the whole thing in the oven at 350 degrees, I would not get a cake. That's why a cake has a recipe. And one of the recipes says, take the cake mix out of the box and put it in a bowl and throw some eggs in there and throw some other, I'm not a, I'm not a baker, so I'm just gonna stop right there. The same thing could be said, like for, for dentists. When you go see a dentist, the dentist is not, okay, open your mouth, let me just start working on your teeth. No, the dentist does an x-ray. A dentist needs to see what's your, your inside of your mouth looks like, what your teeth look like. So you would never go to a dentist and to, and, and for the very first time and sit with the dentist and all of a sudden the dentist just starts drilling. You would go, what the, <laughs> you would say, wait a minute, you haven't even asked me any questions about why I'm here, Mr. Dentist. So you wouldn't do that. So the logical part about contacting and prospecting has a lot to do with knowing that you're gonna get some results. Now, will all the results be, oh, yes, Mr. Attorney, I need legal services right now. You know, how did you know? No, the results are not going to be like that. The results typically break down into, uh, in terms of um, the, the, the or, an organized set of results are 33% yes, 33% maybe, and 33% no. So based on having a sales system and based on something called the law of large numbers. Now, this is a statistical term. Now, some people may have studied this in uh, grad school, MBA class, or you know, studying something dealing with science. It's called the law of large numbers. And the law of large numbers says, if you do, if you do something enough, if you do something with so many trials, you're gonna end up with a standard set of results. And for contacting and prospecting, the standard uh, uh, results are a third of the people will say yes, a third of the people will say maybe, and a third of the people will say no. That's over a large number of trials or a large number of contacting and prospecting. Now, will you have 33, 33, and 33 if you only talk to six people? No. You're probably going to have zero yeses, one maybe, and a lot of no's. And why is that? It's because a sales system has a learning curve. And at the beginning of a learning curve, the results are unfavorable because you're not good yet. Just think about riding the bicycle. When you first learned how to ride a bicycle, at age four or five, I heard as, as high as eight years old. When you first started learning how to ride a bicycle, you were clumsy with it. You probably ran into a tree or a telephone pole like I did when I was four or five, four or five. I ran into a telephone pole at my, at my home in Tampa, Florida. And I looked right at the telephone pole when I ran into it. My mind did not tell me to turn the handlebars to avoid the telephone pole, I ran right into it, looking straight at it. That's what happens in a learning curve. Most of your results are gonna be negative, but as you get better using a sales system, as you get better as in anything you've ever done in your life, you get better. 
And that's when the results end up 33% yes, 33% maybe, and 33% no. Now, if you looked at those results, you notice that 33% of the results were maybe. So you're really talking about a 67% probability that you will have uh, a yes or no, and really on a, only a 33% chance of getting a no. So again, 67% chance of getting a yes and maybe, and 33% chance of getting a no. So I talked about visible. I just covered logical. Let's talk about the last one, repeatable. Now, repeatable, ladies and gentlemen, listening to the 321 Biz Development Podcast or the White Collar Sales Pro Show, repeatable is the gold standard of selling. Repeatable means everything in selling. And in our sales training program, we talk about how many white collar salespeople, since they are not using a system, they lose so much money. They lose a ton of money because every time they, they approach a, an appointment, the, the appointment most of the time does not turn out well because they haven't uh, gotten accustomed to using a system. And a repeatable system does not start at the appointment stage. It starts at the contacting and prospecting stage. So repeatable means every time you go out to meet somebody, you do the same thing. You say the same thing. Now, some may, some people may call this a technique. I refuse to label the 321 sales system as a technique because it's a system. A technique is done by a surgeon to, to maybe do an open, open heart um, uh, surgery or to uh, help someone uh, with a, uh, like they had a, a, a knee problem and they had to do something and repair. Like I had a knee surgery seven years ago. Okay, that surgeon did perform the technique to heal my knee. Now, did the did the, the surgeon use an overall system before he operated on my knee? Yes. But when I met with that surgeon, he didn't tell me, he didn't give me like a five-year uh, dissertation on medicine. That surgeon said, this is what I'm going to do to your knee. You have a meniscus tear and this is what I'm going to do and this is what you can expect. And I was like, great. But see, when in the sales industry, you can't start with a technique. You have to have a system. So the repeatable part starts at the contacting and prospecting phases, okay? And it continues on. So everything a white collar salesperson does, it involves doing something that's repeatable. Even if it sounds so mundane for me to say, repeat what you do on a regular basis so that you can be good at it, it's, it's worth it. Let me tell you, it's worth it to do the same thing every time to have a repeatable system. So your repeatable system is going to contact and prospect people. And that person, you're, you're going to get the appointment after you get through the learning curve. And when you meet with that prospect at the appointment, at your, your uh, law firm office, at your CPA firm office, um, at the dental practice, uh, at the plastic surgery center, either you will do it, Mr. Plastic Surgeon or Miss Plastic Surgeon, or your staff will need to know what the system is, what the repeatable system is. And then when you meet with that person, 
to discover if that person is going to be a client. So if you're going to be able to convert that prospect into a client, your repeatable system has to be an interview as opposed to a presentation. Now that's a, like a lot of insurance brokers use these presentations and these presentations yield only very uh, minute re, uh, positive results. So let me explain that for a minute. On the insurance broker side, the insurance agent side, the, the life insurance agent, the financial advisor, the, the home and auto insurance agent, the business liability insurance agent, what happens is because they're not using a repeatable system, they're not using a prospect interview, they typically start with they may start with a two minutes of, uh, of uh, you know, getting to know that person and then they move straight to the product, the product design, the product benefit, the product feature. And they talk with the prospect for 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes nonstop. And then at the very end, the insurance agent says, Mr. Prospect, Mrs. Prospect, Ms. Prospect, do you want to buy? And much, many of the times, the prospect says no, but the insurance agent does not know why the prospect is saying no. The insurance agent thinks the prospect is saying no because they did a bad presentation. Not true. The prospect said no because the prospect just talked the whole damn time. That's what it was. Okay, so 321 has a prospect interview uh, program to help white-collar small business owners not, not talk the whole damn time and include the uh, prospect in the conversation. Now, the prospect interview form training, that's a two-hour training by itself. But we tell white-collar small business owners that take our training classes that white-collar small business owners who use the prospect interview form will have a minimum 80% probability that that prospect will become a client. And we have tons of, of uh, past and current 321 clients that can attest to that. So in closing, I just wanted to tell people about the contrarian's view on the subject of marketing. And I hope that you got some valuable information out of this. So if you are a white collar small business owner and this podcast episode addresses a concern or situation that you are going through right now, please do not hesitate to call me at 833-321-3212 or internationally using WhatsApp at country code 1-415-515-6760 to see if 321BizDev LLC can help you find a winning solution. We recommend small business owners looking for solutions. Visit our website at 321bizdev.com services to complete a questionnaire to begin the consultative process. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and show. Make it a great day.